<laughs> yo, yo, ho, pirate's life for me. Billy's plunder rifle, I'll drink up my artist, yo ho. Kidnap and rubbish, don't give a hoot. Ah, boy. Folks here about say, bruh, rabbit's leaving home. I say he's heading for trouble. <laughs> We're up to Neverland! Hey, everybody, I'm done programming our new voice activation system. Now all our household items will do anything we tell them to do. Great. Tell the refrigerator to bring me a root beer. It is time for me to tell you all about W. everybody, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 385 for the week of November 23rd, 2014. I am here once again to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, my videos, blog, live broadcasts, special events, books, audio tours, and more. You can find everything over at WDWRadio.com. So last week, I surprised my kids with their first ever trip to Disneyland. And after a few days wandering, exploring, eating, and enjoying Walt's original park, we narrowed down a very long list that includes everything from attractions to resorts, food, and much more to our 10 reasons why every Walt Disney World fan and family needs to visit Disneyland. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show. I'll have some updates and announcements, including information about our next meet of the month in Walt Disney World. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. We'd like to welcome you to the happiest and most magical land in Disneyland, Fantasyland. In Fantasyland, you can ride King Arthur's carousel, spin around in one of the Mad Hatter's teacups, race through the cobblestone streets of old London with Mr. Toad, travel in mining cars through the dark forest to the Seven Dwarfs Diamond Mine, or take a canal boat to a land where you'll find the miniature dwellings of famous storybook characters. Or, should you desire, you can visit the Upside Down Room, Garden of Living Flowers, and Tony I love being able to get out into the parks and record shows live from inside the Disney parks. I think there's something about being here uh, among the attractions and the people and hearing the ambient sounds behind me. And I think hopefully for you, it makes that sort of bringing the little bit of Disney magic to you wherever you are a little bit better because you can sort of imagine yourself being where I am right now, sitting around a table, talking with a friend simply about the things that we enjoy, which is getting out and enjoying the Disney parks. And you may be able to recognize that the background sounds today may be a little bit different than what you're normally used to hearing. And that's not just because it's holiday music in the background, but because I'm not in Walt Disney World. I am actually out in Disneyland, specifically Disney California Adventure in one of my favorite places on Earth, Flo's V8 Cafe. 
did you really think I would be recording someplace that wasn't close to food? And I'm out here for a couple of different reasons. One, uh, the Avengers inaugural half marathon and 5K event is this past weekend. And more importantly, I'm out here to celebrate a birthday, an important birthday, Mickey Mouse's. I'm also here to celebrate another important birthday, and that is of my daughters. Um, and I and it, it worked out just the way you wanted to see it on video. I surprised my kids. They came home from school. I said, you know what, guys? You can take tomorrow off of school. Why don't we go to a Disney park tonight? In fact, what do you say we take the tomorrow off and we can go stay at a Disney resort? You've got five minutes. Go pack a backpack. I've already got your clothes in the car. Let's go. They got in the car, fortunately fell asleep, woke up at the airport, wondering what we were doing at MCO. And in that uh, Facebook video type moment, I told them, you're going to Disneyland for the very first time. They were tears of joy, and for just a few moments, I felt like dad of the year. So today, uh, again, I'm out in Disneyland with my family. It's really their first time ever being here. And tonight is actually our final night of a six-day trip out here for the half marathon, for a birthday trip, but more importantly, for the first kind of real quote-unquote vacation that we've taken together in a long, long time. So back on the show again because everybody else canceled no but because we're on vacation together i want to reintroduce you guys to my family my wife diana my son nicholas and god help me my 11 now year old daughter marion rose say hi guys hi what's up hello (laughs) you may remember them from such shows as the live restaurant review of captain cooks when it reopened just a couple of months ago and i thought it would be fun to have you guys come back on the show for a few different reasons. Years and years ago, on my very first trip to Disneyland, I recorded a show after falling in love with this park, which was really why every Walt Disney World fan needs to come and visit Disneyland. And it's been a long time. A lot has changed. The parks have really grown and expanded. And so is my appreciation, having come a few times, or as my kids call it, a few hundred times without them, But now coming as a family on a real vacation during the holidays, I wanted to really, now that we're at the end of the trip, talk about maybe 10 reasons why every Walt Disney World fan or every family that loves Disney or Walt Disney World needs to come out to Disneyland. Um, And because I think we all could admit, did we all, did you guys all kind of fall in love with this park very, very quickly? Very, very, very quickly for so many reasons. I felt like I was like in like a whole different universe. Like Disney World was one thing and Disneyland was another. So when I was first got here, in my mind I pictured it in Disney World and I was like, it would be awesome if all this was in Disney World. <laughs> so I thought we would talk about, you know, and there's so many reasons why I think that we could have listed why everybody that that loves Walt Disney World, especially families and kids that love Walt Disney World, need to come out and experience Disneyland. And one of you said it, it is a very, it's not about one being better than the other or which one do you like more. It's a completely different experience. It's not not really a fair comparison. Well, which one do you like better? Which one do you call your home park? Because similar as they are, and you could look at at a map of Disneyland and compare it to a map of Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World and say, well, there's a lot of overlap. There's a lot of similarities. 
there's a lot of differences as well too and some of those differences are a good thing and give you reasons to want to and really I think need to come out here and visit and so we started kind of brainstorming relatively late last night we've been going very very touristy commando style since we got here and we're going to talk about just 10 of some of the reasons that really jumped out at us why every family that loves Walt Disney World or has visited Walt Disney World needs to come out to Disneyland and I put this first because for me it's something that I don't I never do at Walt Disney World but I found myself doing over and over and over again not just because you guys were here but it's the characters it's the characters here in Disneyland and when I say characters I don't just mean characters because of uh, they're they're maybe different or they're in a different environment but where they are and how accessible they are and how many they are and there's just sort of a a different vibe did you guys sort of get that same feeling? They're extremely free spirited and they just show up wherever you are like there's no real you really never see like a handler around them and this line just forms automatically and everyone's very very nice to each other but it's just amazing how quickly they just show up anywhere. Right, because you, we've actually we saw the Mad Hatter and Alice in Fantasyland. We saw them on Main Street. We saw Peter Pan just sort of taking a walk, coming from Tomorrowland to the Snow White Grotto. And you're right, there there is a list of character meets and times, both for California Adventure and for Disneyland. So yes, you know you can find the princesses at the Royal Hall or Tinkerbell at Pixie Hollow, or Mickey Mouse in Toontown, or Winnie the Pooh at Critter Country. But characters, like you said, are often free-roaming, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, let's go run over there, because you never know who might be showing up. Like, what I kind of feel like is everywhere you look, there's, like, a new different character, and in, like, the place where you really will least expect it, there'll be a character. Because we actually did just see today that there was one no-line... Two, Donald just popped out of nowhere in Toontown, carried this little girl over to one spot, and literally you could just walk up to him and say hi. It was awesome. I love that the characters are a lot more, like, energetic, and they're, like, a lot more happy, and they're, like, they just roam around, and, like, like when you see them, they can, like, take, you can just follow them and be the first person in line, and they're just everywhere literally yeah like we're in Walt Disney World sometimes you'll be queuing up in a certain location because you know a character is coming sometimes part of the fun we had was oh my like and and for example we were in and we loved over in um, uh, Disneyland the Jingle Jungle Jamboree well and again we're here during the holiday season but in the back there there was Christmas Mickey Christmas Minnie Pluto Mrs. Claus like so many Santa characters, was Santa was back there too, just sort of hanging out. Dancing and singing. But and then as you were walking through the parks, there was like, oh, there's Jack Skellington. There's the Mad Hatter. There's Snow White. And you're right. They sort of will walk with you. And the other thing too was we had a few character meals. So many characters. Like we had a wonderful birthday breakfast meal this morning at the Plaza Inn, which all you can eat buffet is just right in my wheelhouse. But we saw Winnie the Pooh. Captain Hook, Minnie, Chip, Chip Dale, Dale Fairy Eeyore, Fairy Godmother, like a wide variety of characters that spend a lot of time at our tables as well. Oh, yeah. Um, like, just today it was, like, crazy how there was just, there's not just a specific category in a specific spot. 
today when we went to breakfast there was a wide variety of characters there and not just like one just because you're in fantasy land there can only be princesses or just because you're in critter country there can only be like Winnie the Pooh and Eeyore or something and it was just like a really really big variety of different characters. Well that, not only that the more important thing too is there are characters that you can only find out here oh, yeah. so right. especially here at California Adventure we met Oswald the Lucky Rabbit which was awesome right on Buena Vista Street right Nicholas who is wearing his embroidered Oswald ears, right? Yeah, they're awesome. I love my ears. <laughs> and how cool was it to meet Oswald? Awesome! He was so nice. He was so very, very nice. So you can also meet, you know, there's Aviator Mini, but here we're in Carsland, one of my favorite locations in any Disney park anywhere on the planet. You could meet Mater and Lightning McQueen and, you know, Red the Fire Engine, characters that you can only find here. You know, and yeah, right. awesome. Red was like the best. He was like the bomb.com. Right, you have a newer, we'll get to the, sort of the new appreciation for Cars, the film, because of Cars Lamb. Um, so let's go back to Disneyland for a second because we're talking about some of the simple kind of things that we talk about. And, and uh, as if on cue, Lightning McQueen just pulled out and is just talking to guests as he's going by. But speaking of cars, Let's go over to Disneyland. Nice segue. Because one of the things that I was so surprised that impressed all of you were the number of vehicles on Main Street USA. Oh, it was fabulous. You would walk down Main Street and there would be one little buggy and then maybe a streetcar and then a two-decker bus. And you could just walk to it and they'd let you go on it and ride down Main Street. It was wonderful. Right. There was the fire truck, the the omnibus. And the nice thing about it was it wasn't totally, like, crowded. Like, you need to get on a giant line to get on this little tiny buggy. It was so cute. You would, like, tell them, you would ask them where you would go. If you don't want to go there, you go on a different buggy. You would go on a different bus. And there's even, like, horse-drawn carriages and everything. It's awesome. Well, what was really interesting to me was when we got to Disneyland for the first time and you guys got on Main Street, unprompted, you all use sort of that same term that, that we who, you know, have been to the parks before talk about when we compare to Walt Disney World. Yeah. You called it quaint. Yeah. And the number of oh, vehicles yeah. and all the activity really makes it feel like that bustling little, you know, Victorian turn-of-the-century town that's just starting to come into its own. And, and the gas lamp is giving way to the electric lamp. The horse-drawn trolley is giving way to... The motor vehicle, and you really get that sense, I think, because of the size, because of the scale, and because of the number of vehicles that are out on there. It was definitely quaint. And then you you get the aha moment when you look down and you see the castle, which is absolutely, yeah, you look down Main Street and you see the castle, and it's it's incredible. It's just, it's breathtaking. And we'll, we'll get to the castle, too. Yeah, it's re- the castle is very, very nice. Um, like, at night, it's so beautiful. I love it. And you know, none of you guys were like, oh, look, it's so small compared to... You're like, it's beautiful in its own right. But I, I want to sort of move on, because again, we could spend so much time talking about each one of these things individually. But something else that you guys liked, and again, we talk about the size and the scope and the scale of Walt Disney World, which can be overwhelming in size, right? Because of you know, the, the number of actual acres that there are, you know, the 27,000 acres, and, and the fact that you have to take a monorail to a bus, to a boat, to a to a tram, to whatever, 
to get to places, the proximity of everything here, and the other thing that you all can love so very much was the downtown Disney. Downtown Disney is right there out of the Disneyland Hotel, and you could just literally walk out of your room and be there. So that was the most fabulous thing. You didn't have to take a bus. You didn't have to take a taxi. Everything was right there. And the downtown Disney area, the way it's set up is absolutely just, it flows so well, I think, from one store and one restaurant to the next. And there's so much to choose from. It wasn't overwhelming at all. And the variety of stores and the selection of stores and certainly, obviously, the restaurants and that long sort of long midway stretch we all really, really liked in terms of variety, accessibility, and different options that were there. It, uh, downtown Disney is awesome. I love it. The stores are awesome. Uh, I love that you can just walk right out of your hotel room and then you can see it. And you can get to Disneyland from downtown Disney by the model rail from downtown Disney to Tomorrowland. That's awesome. And you know what, too? I think there's a great energy in this downtown Disney. And obviously, look, to be fair, Walt Disney World is, is undergoing a transformation right now, and it's going to be a radical transformation. It's going to look very different than this when it becomes Disney Springs, but there is. There's a really neat energy, and the, we also remarked about, too, was the amount of live music, not just one or two, but there was probably four, five, six different, you know, either individuals or small bands playing. What I really, really liked a lot, it was one of my favorite things down here, was that it you wouldn't need to take a bar, I mean, a bus to here, a monorail to there, a boat to there. You could literally walk out of your hotel room. You'll be at your destination. It's like, a, and I thought my dad was kidding when he said it's literally in a triangle from California Adventure to Disneyland to Downtown Disney. And what he said about um, the bands, there were, the bands were awesome one and two it was just a really really great energy flowing throughout like the whole downtown disney area that was nice and that actually leads to number four as we've got the characters we've got the vehicles on main street we've got downtown disney but the fact that you can walk everywhere coming out if you are coming from anywhere and you're used to going to walt disney world and considering do i rent a car what do i do about transportation you can and there's no reason not to walk Everywhere, other than if you choose to take the monorail almost more a, as an attraction than it is a conveyance to get from one place to the other. I think people sometimes worry, like, oh, I'm so used to Walt Disney World, it's going to take me forever to get to California Adventure, or do, you know, do I need to rent a car? I would suggest not renting a car, especially if you're not going to get anywhere outside of property. And look, we've been here, it's, we got here on Thursday night, we're leaving on Wednesday. We've never felt the need to get in a car and go, and we still have not seen it all. So I think that's actually the, the ability to walk everywhere and the enjoyment of walking everywhere, Absolutely. you know, and wandering. You know, you really can't um, use the word long, like a long distance. Nothing is very long or there's no long distance here. It's Everything is like kind of at your fingertips. So you just, you get up and go. And, and that's what we loved about the whole experience. I love being able to walk from the chimichanga cart to the churro cart. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that, too. I, I thought he, my dad was kidding, like, seriously, that you can throw a football from Disneyland to DCA. If you're Eli Manning, you can, but... No, but, like, I could run from there... I don't from, know about Eli Manning. <laughs> from 
California Adventure to Disneyland back in like less than a minute. It was so close and it was enjoyable walking around everywhere and just like wandering. And we've park hopped, you know, and I, and I would obviously, I, I would recommend if you can fit it in your budget, getting off park hop because today we've been to Disneyland and California Adventure and down to Disney. We switched three times. Right, we switched three times and it's easy to go say, hey, you know what? Let's go get one more ride on Space Mountain. We've got an hour before dinner to get across the way, go to Space Mountain, hit it, and then come back. I love that you can walk everywhere because say if you're, like, inside, like, downtown Disney and you're, like, looking at stores and then you're, like, in the mood for, like, roller coaster or something, <laughs> you can either go to, like, California Adventure or down, um, Disneyland and just walk in there and go to a random ride or roller coaster and you can just go on and then come... Go back to downtown Disney and do whatever you were doing. What was your it, it's interesting how, if, again, if you're coming from Walt Disney World, it almost seems like a foreign concept because you say, oh, man, if I want to go from, you know, Fantasyland and Magic Kingdom to Asia in Disney's Animal Kingdom, I need to allot a good hour, hour and a half for transportation and walking time just to get from one place to another where here you can get from Paradise Pier to Fantasyland in a matter of minutes. And as a parent with kids, not in a stroller right now, but still, like, even, you know, if my kids were still in a stroller, so accessible. I mean, you could just pack them up and go, and it's, it's you're right there. And getting to, that I think leads us to number five, and again, these are in no particular order, but living in Florida and avoiding the parks like the plague anywhere from, oh, April to <laughs> November because of the heat and humidity, we are love, love, loving the Southern California weather. Humidity does not really exist here. It hasn't rained at all since we've been here. And I love the fact that you can go out during the day in shorts and a t-shirt. And then it's a tonight is like a perfect, crisp, clear, humidity-free kind of night. It's sort of like you can throw a sweatshirt in your bag or easily go back to your hotel, put on a pair of jeans and a sweatshirt because there's a nice cool breeze in the air like I could sit outside here all night long. What I really like is it's so different how in Florida it rains every five minutes and it's always (laughs) hot and humid but when you're down here like you maybe get some wind and it'll be like in the 70s throughout the whole day. It's awesome. No humidity. Yeah, no humidity at all. And again, that's going to lead me to the next one on the list because we're here in the middle of November and we are fortunate because we're able to take advantage of the holiday offerings and they have a lot here. I was so pleasantly surprised at what they do for the holidays. And this actually could be, and maybe it will be, its own separate show. But I think when people think about the holidays. <laughs> it's DJ. Another ca- another Cars character is coming out. <laughs> when we think about the holidays, a lot of times people think instantly of Haunted Mansion Holiday or the It's a Small World overlay, which we, admittedly, and again, that this could be a whole separate thing, we fell in love. And I'm not a huge Nightmare Before Christmas fan, but did we not love the Haunted Mansion? Or, and, and, and I literally, like, I get choked up at the Small World Holiday overlay. The overlay on the rides here, the attractions, is absolutely amazing. The time that they spend on these two attractions, 
it's it's unbelievable. I can't believe it. And I don't know that it would work in Walt Disney World. We, we've talked about this before, but right? What do you guys think? I thought the holidays ones were awesome because I kind of like Jack Skellington, so I really like the Haunted Mansion holiday. I didn't just like it. I loved it. And also, it's a small world. Awesome. And also the food, too. Those <laughs> were so... Oh, we'll get to the food, Big Daddy. Okay, so as you said, we'll get to the food later. But the attractions, it felt like you were in a totally different attraction, a different environment, with still that little bit of the ride in there. Like, I didn't really recognize It's a Small World, not just because it's in a different park, but because the holiday overlay was just, like, so whimsical and magical. And the end of the rides, both of them, just totally transforms as in Haunted Mansion, the beginning, you won't recognize as you're getting on your doom buggy, you won't even detect that you're in Haunted Mansion. Okay, so we moved our party away from the party because as DJ pulled up again, and this is one of the other things kind of on our list is the amount of live entertainment that is throughout the park. DJ is at one example, the music in New Orleans Square, the Pearly Band. But let's get back to the holidays again because we were talking about the Haunted Mansion holiday overlay, which I think is exceptionally well done. But when we think about the holidays at Disneyland and California Adventure, there is so much more that I had no idea was going on until I got here. So certainly when you may think, well, there's sure I'm sure there's a parade and there's fireworks. Yes, and there's the Christmas Fantasy Parade, Believe in Holiday Magic Fireworks Spectacular. But we love things like the Jingle Jam, the Jingle Jangle Jamboree, which is over at Big Thunder Ranch in Frontierland. There's reindeer games. You could decorate cookies. There's, you can create holiday cards. We created postcards for free um, that, that, that they're going to send uh, to troops overseas. You can create, like, ornaments and stars and stuff for your trees. Santa Claus is there. There's also a great show that's there, which is very much like our Hoopty Doo musical review, which is included. And, and all this is free with admission. Uh, we, again, we talked about the number of characters that were back there as well, too. Really, really liked that. And again, that was a, uh, a, a really nice surprise. Also, over at California Adventure, uh, there is Disney's Viva Navidad, which is sort of a, a Latin-themed holiday street party, which I really enjoyed. I, I like the Latin music and the Latin culture. The three caballeros are there. Mickey and Minnie are there. But there is Mexican music. There's Mexican music. There's Brazilian music. Great costumes. Great dancing. It was a really nice sort of uh, treat and, and also a nice way to sort of introduce possibly your kids to different cultures as well. What are some of the things that you guys, when you think about the holidays at Disneyland and California Adventure, what were the things that you were either surprised by or really enjoyed most? I really, really, really enjoyed the Jingle Jangle Jamboree. When we walked in, we saw a turkey leg cart, which was awesome. <laughs> you can tell you're my daughter, by the way, going right to the food. Thank you. There was um, some games over there. I forgot what the game was called, but it, it looked really interesting. Again, characters walking around. Everywhere. Everywhere. And with no wait times, no nothing. When we got a perfectly great picture that we might actually use for our Christmas card. Um, and, like, you could decorate cookies. We made Christmas cards to send to our troops. But you also could have made, like, 
Christmas ornaments or something to send to your family or friends that are. We're cookies. So you can get to the important thing. Nicholas, what, what was the thing? What was the thing that you liked about the holidays here? What was some of the, the holiday things that you liked? Was it the attractions or the entertainment? We're about to go and see World of Color Winter Dreams too, which prepare you might as well you might as well put a helmet on because your mind is going to be blown your brains are going to fall out of your head you're going to love it so much well so i really love the attraction attractions and um the jingle jangle jamboree i love the attractions especially the uh, haunted mansion holidays that is by far one of the best things holiday things that have been on and also the jingle um Jingle Jangle Jamboree, it is awesome because there's characters everywhere. You can design cookies, you can make ornaments. It's really fun. And the show there, it's, it's, it's like the hoop-de-doo, but free. And we stumbled upon it. Like, we really just stumbled upon I mean, obviously, there's times guides everywhere, but we really sort of stumbled upon things like the Jingle Jamboree. Right. Actually, Marion didn't want to go, and I kept saying, come on, let's go and see what it's about, um, which was really, really cool. But the thing that I really loved about these different holiday offerings was the different food offerings for the holidays they had at some of the different locations. Can I say my favorite one? My favorite one was this Angus cheeseburger that had caramelized onions on it and blue cheese dressing. It was by far my favorite thing on this whole trip. Wait, you're, you are so jumping ahead. I can't help it. It was just, the, I can't help it. I was thinking about this hamburger the whole trip, and finally I got it, and it, it totally well, met because we ch- when we checked in, that is the person that checked us in said, oh, make sure you go and check out some of the special holiday food offerings, and he is the one that talked about the, the, the food at the Hungry... Let Wait, because obviously you know what I'm leading up to in terms of, of our countdown. But let's sort of let's let's sort of get to one of the important things too, and one of the main reasons why you need to come here is certainly because of the attractions, right? There are so many attractions that not only do we not have in Walt Disney World, but even ones that are the same in, in name or theme are oftentimes very different. So, obviously, California Adventure is a completely different slew of attractions. I've said in the past about my love for Radiator Springs Racers really being sort of the quintessential Disney attractions. But you guys really fell in love with the attractions and the lands over in Disneyland. So I don't think it's a point of comparing world to land. I think they both have these special touches at each of the parks. So being that this is was Walt's home and where everything originated, I think that this has such a specific nostalgic, beautiful touch to these rides that we do have at the world that we just totally fell in love with again. I actually felt like I didn't have an 11-year-old and a 9-year-old. I had a 4- and a 5-year-old again because they were reliving their childhood in a brand new park. Which were you talking about me or the kid? Who's the 4-year-old? Me or the... <laughs> so I love all the attractions. Can I say my top three? Top three, baby. Lay them out. My top three are... Matterhorn is my number one. Mr. Toad is my number two. Indiana Jones is my number three. Those are all by far the best rides I've been on in all of Disneyland. I love them. And those are three more reasons why I love you, my son. And one more, the Holiday Haunted Mansion. I love that. Um, what I 
really thought was kind of cool is that we have a big thunder in the world, but here in the land, it's so much different in a good way. But as my mom said, I think that each of them, I can't say that one or the other is better because they each kind of have their own little thing to them that makes them their own and special and, like, my favorite. And and, and look, we obviously loved, and I loved watching your reactions and introducing you to things like attractions that I love here, like Pinocchio, Storybook Land Canal Brooch. Like, I loved going on the Casey Jr. train, showing you things that are unique to this park. So what are your, Mary, what are your top three attractions at Disneyland and California Adventure? I love Mr. Toad. I love Roger Rabbit. Um, and I think the, the Big Thunder here is pretty cool. But I also, then again, really like the Matterhorn and Nemo and like some of the just like the the rides here that are you answer like your father your top three is like seven yeah exactly Indiana Jones right and look and I think it's okay to say that attractions that we have in Walt Disney World that are also here in Disneyland it's okay to have some that you think are better or that you enjoy more here I've always said I love the Space Mountain here more than I like the one in Walt Disney World. I like the fact that it's a single track. I like the fact that there is... I love the soundtrack and the speakers and the seats. We sat in the front today and you felt like you were going 100 miles an hour in the pitch black. Especially with the with the recent updates, I love the Big Thunder here, Peter Pan, and I love the It's a Small World here. And again, we can sort of do a show, and maybe I will do a show, comparing and contrasting the attractions in World versus land. But I want to get to the last couple of ones because obviously, as you can hear, World of Color is about to start and I can't wait to see not just the show, but your reactions. But I think, Danny, you hinted to one of the other things that we put on the list was the sense of nostalgia that's here. And the fact that this is, to to use the overused phrase, this is where Walt walked. But beyond that, right? Beyond sort of knowing that Walt's you know, handprints and signature on are on so much of this park. Things like Oswald and Buena Vista Street, like you really sort of fell in love with the idea. And I love the idea that you were asking me, hey, how does Buena Vista Street tie into Walt? How does this tie into a story? And as we were walking through, you wanted to know, you know, the history of some of these attractions and what Walt had seen and what Walt had worked on and the petrified tree and, you know, and I think that is what makes this park special. So the other thing is, is that when you walk over to the Haunted Mansion, the different um, the different lands that they have here, the nostalgia with regards to each land, like we don't have a New Orleans Square in Walt Disney World, whereas I loved that whole area and that whole section. I loved the theming of it. I loved the little shops in the back. I loved how quaint it was. It was just really over the top. Like, that's something that I would love to incorporate into the world if we ever could, because it was just that, it meant that much to me being over there. See, I wouldn't, and I don't want to incorporate that in the world. That Cars Land, the Matterhorn, the Nemo Subs, all those things, I want them to stay unique to this park. 
I want them to be the reason, one of the reasons why we continue to come back here. Because if you create a carbon copy in Walt Disney World, what's the point, right? Disneyland will all of a sudden lose some of that. That's true. But I would like to see, like, maybe some kind of New Orleans theming, you know, somewhere in the world to have that kind of air, you know, air about it and that total, like... Well, it was the music, exactly. right? It was the immersion. It like, when you're, when you're in New Orleans, look, yeah. and, I would, and I agree with you, I like being able to wander those those very tight small streets well, and, and, and the jazz music is oh, playing yeah. the live jazz music is playing in the background or next thing you know a jazz band or the pirate band or whoever it is shows up and starts playing music like that's one of the things I love right. about this park is there's live entertainment everywhere and I think that helps with that sense of immersion in land quaint lands like New Orleans Square. I totally agree. And the nooks and crannies of this park are unbelievable. Like, there's so many nooks and crannies. Like, we still need, we could take another five days and still keep going around and finding all the little things that we really love about this park and about both parks. So, we're just, we're just going to have to come back. Well, and, and to, to quickly make that point, you know, people have asked me on the show before, how many days do you think I need to go to spend at Disneyland and California Adventure. And my answer used to be three. That was sort of like the pat answer. Like, I think you could do three. Maybe nah, you can send it four. I actually think, I think, you know, five days. We did a five-day. We bought five-day park hoppers for everybody. We've been in the parks every day, all day, from, like, open to close. And we still have not done it all. And I have not let you kids slow me down very much. The only thing that slowed us down is, is really what is number one on the list. And let's get to it. <laughs> And, and this will be, it has to be sort of a, a separate show at another point. But I will tell you something, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a, a food guy. I love, like, sweet, fancy Moses. I love the food offerings in these parks and the resorts, too, and down to, down to Disney. The variety of sit-down restaurants, counter-service restaurants, the number of different carts and what you might find. And for us, it was like, we were like Indiana Jones, like on a little quest because you never know. We're like, oh, here's a chimichanga. We need to try that. Here's the chili lime corn. We need to try that. We probably gained, you know, 20, 30 pounds each. But the food offerings were exceptional. And, I, and like, I don't think we had a bad meal while we were here. No, I don't think so either. And I think what I loved too was the different cultural theming that did that that was that lied in the different areas of the park. So we we had chimichangas and corn one day, and one of the pieces of corn had like a spiced lime, chili lime, chili lime. So it was like a chimichanga and a chili lime. Like that was one of our meals. But then you could also go and get a New Orleans style bread bowl, Absolutely. and then you and go somewhere up. else, and then right. And like the, we love the hungry bear, like oh. the hungry bear, that blue cheeseburger with caramelized onion marmalade and the chili cheeseburger. But there was also there were so many different. It wasn't you know we keep talking about hamburgers, but those were the only hamburgers we had the entire time that we we're here. We started off one morning with fresh beignets from Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen in downtown Disney. We had character meals. We were like. We really ate our way around the park. I think all of my tweets and Facebook posts, 95% of them probably involved some sort of food item. I really like just some of the, not sit-downs, not counter service, but like carts and different kinds of like things all around. There was like a chimichanga. What's the, what's the best thing that you ate while you were here? 
Um, I really like this one morning when we went to Flo's and we got the oh, French toast. Yeah. Yeah, that was delicious. It was like this, like a uh, banana. Something. It was a. It was like a salted caramel banana, 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 banana French toast. That was one of the most delicious things I've ever had. I really, 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 really love the beignets. They were so good. Like, the crunchiness and, like, the smoothness. And the oh, wait, 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 wait. Bengal barbecue. Remember oh. Bengal barbecue? Oh. Like, I, I, we really should have written down all the places that we ate. Uh, the Jolly Holiday. Wait, here's two words for you. Matterhorn macaroon. Hello. Oh. That was like cray cray. They were like still, they were like still warm, but they were like smooth on the inside and crunchy on the outside. But like the frosting was like hot but cold but crunchy. And Disneyland fans, don't worry. I did introduce them to things like the Monte Cristo because I knew that they had to have it. We ate at the Cozy Cone more than once. Chili con carne. We Red's apple freeze like. I we <laughs> I finally got a churro. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the other things that that you that we ate? And again, we could do an entire show on the food here. Because I, I think the thing that we found that we liked, and, and, and I think Disney World is starting to do this as well, but everywhere you went, there was such a wide variety. So oh, tonight yeah. we did the World of Color dining package over at Ariel's. We had some really nice seafood. The kids had a really nice meal. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing that I also recognize here, too, and that they are incorporating so much more into Disney World, is that the different healthy choices that you have throughout each of the parks, there's a whole different area of just fruit offerings and fresh vegetable offerings and coconut water and pickles. I mean, it's, it's just amazing that if you do want something healthy, they're so much more accessible than just, you know, the corn dogs and the, the, the beef on a stick. You do have those really healthy All right. Offers. First of all, beef on a stick is healthy because it's protein. I know. And food in a cone is pretty much representing right. all of the major food groups in the food pyramid. Look, right. I can justify. I don't know what that fruit and pickle thing that you're talking yeah, about, but I... Anyway, <laughs> some people do want to eat <laughs> Listen, we, you're going to walk it off anyway. I know. Okay, so probably one of my other favorite things that I had was that Hungry Bear. Again, it was the fried green tomato sandwich. It was, mm, it was so good. It had this, like, nice, like, spicy kind of, but sweet sauce. The fried green tomato was kind of like fried eggplant in a way, and it had good so I really, really loved that the Hungry Bear, the, this Pioneer Chili Burger, <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so good because it had onions on it and it gave it the nice, like, sweetness, like, it gave it, like, some... I know, we keep talking, sort of, we really should have written down all the things we ate, or I might have to sort of go back to my, uh, you know, we had, we went to Cafe Orleans, we had jambalaya one night, so there is such a great variety of items that are here. We can and probably will do an entire show just about our top 10 favorite food items in Disneyland or top 10 top 10 Disneyland places to dine. Top 10 Disneyland dining options. I see a lot more research trips. Kids, I have to daddy has to come out to Disneyland again a few more times daddy, for some research. Excuse me? Yeah. But excuse you know, in, in sort of in sort of wrapping things up because we do have to get on to 
uh, World of Color, which is another reason to come out here, because I, I guarantee you guys are going to love this show. I really have, now that I've experienced the park with you guys like this, I have such a new, better, I think deeper appreciation of what this park has to offer. I see why people who call this park home or have been visiting it for 50 odd years love and defend it and are as passionate about it as they are because of what it has to offer. And and the things that we talked about tonight really kind of scratch the surface because I think that there is the unquantifiable, the intangible things about this park. We talk about Disney being a special place and, and all that. But I think that there really is something about that. And I think we, you really do feel that, especially when you're in Disneyland. And it's not just about the attractions. And look, we should mention, too, we've had some exceptional cast member experiences here, too, that really have made our trip a lot more enjoyable and I think a lot more memorable, too. So, all right, so I want to just wrap up. I want you to tell me the number one thing that you enjoyed or loved or will remember or really sort of sticks in your mind about this trip to Disneyland? Matterhorn. I liked getting my Mickey Disneyland ears. Spending time with my family. Eating my face off. (laughs) (laughs) And this is why we all hang out together. Mine was... My blue cheese burger. Oh at my god, you're, you're so bad. You're worse than I am. You are in so love with that. So we need to come back uh, again and, and do this all again and, and really enjoy it. And again, you know, we're at the Disneyland Hotel. It really is sort of that, that full on Disneyland experience. So I want to hear from you, the listener. Um, if you are a Walt Disney World enthusiast, if this is where you call home, if this is where you vacation every year, Have you been to Disneyland? And if not, why not? And if you do, I want you to talk to me about your your thoughts about the two parks. Call the voicemail at 407-900-9391 and leave me a voicemail. Send me an email. Tweet me or Facebook me. Tell me what you think in terms of Disneyland. And it's not versus Walt Disney World. I think it's Disneyland and Walt Disney World is much more fair. I agree. There's no comparison between the two. They both have these separate things that we love about each of them all right so i think it's it's been it's been 30 minutes since i last ate and and i'm having i'm having withdrawal symptoms time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details in what you see, maybe even in what you hear. You can then enter to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week was about the little details, not necessarily in the attractions themselves, but sometimes some great stories and details found in the queue. And specifically, the question was about Maurice's cottage over at the Enchanted Tales with Belle attraction in Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom's New Fantasyland. 
And I said that you enter the attraction by walking through Maurice's cottage, where you see a lot of little things referencing Belle's childhood and growing up with her father and, and her favorite books. And also, if you look carefully, you'll find lines drawn on the wall showing how she grew year after year. And you can also see that she liked to spend a lot of time with her dad, sometimes playing games. And your question was to tell me what game was in progress on the table inside Maurice's cottage. Thanks to the hundreds of you that entered last week and got this one correct because you saw that they were sitting down and up and got up in the middle of a game of checkers. So congratulations. Thanks again to all of you who entered. I randomly selected one entry from all the correct emails and you were playing for a copy of my new 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World book, all six of my virtual audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom, and a special Anna and Elsa sorcerer card from the new Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party at the Magic Kingdom. And last week's randomly selected winner is Michael Fisher. So, Michael, congratulations. I'll get your package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So I love the voiceover artists and so many celebrities that have cameos in Walt Disney World attractions and cues and overhead narrations. And one of my favorites is in Soren. And the pre-show narrator for Soren also provides the voice for a number of characters in Disney full-length animated movies. So your question this week is simple. Name two of the characters that the pre-show narrator of Soren voiced in Disney full-length animated films. You have until Sunday, November 30th at 11.59 p.m. to email your answer to contest at www.radio.com. And this week you're playing for a special prize because in addition to the audio tours and the 102 Ways book, I'm also going to give you a D23 Destination D exclusive magic band that you were only able to get as an attendee of this past weekend's Destination D Attraction Rewind event at Walt Disney World. I believe there are less than 2,000 of these things that were actually ever made. I'm going to give you mine as a prize this week. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so very much for taking the time to tune in each and every week. I also want to say thanks again to everybody who has rated and reviewed my new book, 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World over on Amazon, including Karen Ricola, Scott, and James Soros. I really do appreciate it. If you have the book, if you want to learn more, you can visit Disney102.com. And don't forget, if you buy a print edition of the book on Amazon, you can also get the Kindle edition with all the active links to past shows, podcasts, websites, and other resources for just $2.99 as long as you purchase the book at Amazon.com. And again, for more information, visit Disney102.com. Also, don't forget that in addition to the show, which you can find over in iTunes, Please visit www.radio.com. There you'll find our multiple daily blog posts, videos, newsletter, app for your iPhone or Android device, device, and lots more. Also, please be sure to tune in every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WDW Radio Live, where I do a live video broadcast and interactive chat where you can be part of the show and conversation as we talk about this week's Walt Disney World news. Then stay on, chat about anything, and ask me anything 
uh, in the lightning round after, again, that's Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern at www.radiolive.com. You know I love hearing from you, so if you have a question you want answered on the show, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com, or call the voicemail if you heard on the air with a question or comment at 407-900-9391. And as much as I love connecting with you guys online at facebook.com slash lumangelo or twitter.com slash lumangelo, I think that nothing, my friends, beats a handshake and a hug, and you guys continue to prove this to me all the time. So that's why I do monthly meetups in Walt Disney World, and recently also did an on-the-road meetup over in Disneyland. Thank you to everybody that came out to the Cozy Cone uh, over the Avengers Half Marathon weekend. Loved being able to see and meet so many of you, and of course, share a Cozy Cone or six while we were there. The next meet of the month is going to probably be on Saturday, December 20th. I'm still working out the details in terms of time and location, but I thought it would be nice to have sort of a pre-holiday meetup uh, in Walt Disney World. Stay tuned to the events page over at www.radio.com for more information. Also, visit lumangelo.com to find out other places I'll be doing on-the-road events as I go around the country speaking at conferences and businesses and to schools and things like that. And you can also find out how to work with me to come to speak at your business or school or conference. Or if you are a podcaster or looking to start a podcast, how we can work together to start or grow your show, your business, and your brand. Again, go out and visit lumangelo.com. Thanks, as always, to my partners and sponsors, including Mouse Fan Travel. They are my official and recommended travel provider because it's basically who I've been using for the past eight years or so. So if you're coming to World Land Cruise Adventures by Disney, her, Becky and her team of agents will give you the best possible prices, all available discounts, all at no additional cost to you. And most importantly, they give an incredible level of personal service, and that is the most important part. Go visit them over at mousefantravel.com. And if you want a little bit of Disney magic delivered right to your door, visit celebrationspress.com where you can subscribe and order back issues of Celebrations Magazine. And finally, and as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, you guys continue to demonstrate that to me week after week. All I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Share links on and comment over on Facebook. And please Come by, rate and review the show over on iTunes. We have more than 900 reviews. would love to get to 1,000 five-star reviews. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Jennifer Kaufman, For Mickey and Me, Reality Gamer Alexi, Sayrel, and Little Ragu, as I guess opposed to the Big Ragu for all of you Laverne and Shirley fans. Again, thank you guys so very much. If you go to www.radio.com slash review, that'll take you right over to iTunes. You can rate and review the show there. And... Most importantly, my sincerest thanks once again because of you. You allow me to share my passion for Disney with you in so many other ways. You make every day feel like Christmas because I truly love what I do and I am incredibly blessed to be able to do it and share it with you. And I want you to feel the same way. I want you to get up every day and do what you love and be excited for what the day and the week has to offer. And so that secret to success, and success to me is measured not in dollars and cents, but in levels of happiness, is to know what you're doing, love what you are doing, believe in what you are doing, and always keep moving forward. Thanks so very much again. I hope you guys have a great week. And oh, by the way, very, very happy Thanksgiving, whether you celebrate it or not, wherever you are around the world. Believe it or not, we all have so very much to be thankful for, not just on one day a year but every single minute of every single day. And I hope you feel that same way and appreciate what it is that you have always, uh, as I do 
And a big thanks to all of you because of that. So until next time, have a great week, everybody. See ya. Hello. This is Standard Duck. I just wanted to say you're doing a splendid job, dude. Just splendid. Oh, boy. Hey, Lou. Great show as always. This is Doug from the WDW Main Street Podcast. I was just calling in to say I agree with you. I, uh, I was 89. I like the Chinese theater era, but I also want them to keep the hat. And I thought what they should do is, is put the hat out in the parking line. And know how at the Animal Kingdom they have the little gift shop before you enter the park? It would be nice if they put the hat up and made it permanent out there with a, with a gift shop outside. So keep up the great show, Lou. I've been listening to you since show one. You're an inspiration to my podcast. And keep up the great work and hope to talk to you on our show soon. Bye-bye. Hello, Lou Mangello. It's Darlene Nicky from Masonica, New York. I should say the snow capital of the United States as of right now. We have four feet of snow in our yard, and it is slowly starting to compact down with all the rain. Um, we are good, though. Uh, after being locked in for four days, I've been off work since Monday, we are now um, plowed out um, in the street, so if we need to make it to the store, we finally can. Um, I actually had a small Thanksgiving dinner for my daughter because she will be out of town next week seeing Neil Patrick Harris in Epcot. Um, so I decided to have a small dinner and have my father-in-law over with us for dinner tonight. And they have been tediously working on clearing our streets since 4.30 this morning. But this is getting me ready with all the snow for the 190 days left to go to the WDW Radio Alaska Disney Wonder Cruise. I am so excited. It is going to be the most fabulous time with all of my friends and family. And I thank you very much for creating this event for us to go on and making a bucket list adventure come true. Thank you to you and to Becky Menken from Mouse Sand Travel. And 190 days, everyone. Sorry, I'm not as energetic as normal. I am a very exhausted person. This shoveling is for the birds. Oh, yep, and that's what I said. <laughs> um, have a good, magical day. Bye. You've got a friend in me. Yeah. Come on down and dance with me. It's Junkyard Band.